Hello, Rundown Nation. I'm Woj. I'm Walt. And while we have come to the end, our final episode of the 2022 season. How about it? Well, it's bittersweet, Woj. It's bittersweet. But one thing I will say, if we're talking about your football on this part two broadcast of our Bull Series, you are a good football team, right, Woj? Only the best are left. Uh, only the best. There's skeptical game. I mean... Ohio, Wyoming? Are you calling that a really good game? Well, <laughs> Ohio? Are you kidding me? Are you talking about the Ohio Woj? Of course, they're a good football team. All How right, dare you put right. them down on this program? Uh, we'll get to them soon enough. We'll get to them soon enough. Yes, Bowl Part Two is here, covering every game from Thursday, December 29th to Monday, January second. Um, excited to get this underway. Wall, wall. What's uh? Uh, what's your thoughts on the pinstripe bowl here? We have Syracuse at Minnesota, 1 p.m. ESPN. I already know my thoughts is they got the short end of the stick because they got to play in the cold wall. <laughs> Whoa, they're playing at the Bronx, baby. This is not baseball season either. It's not 82 degrees and sunny out there. I mean, you bring up a perfect point right off the bat. If you're looking at the lines, though, minus 10 Minnesota, minus 350 on the money line, Syracuse, Plus 290, you want to take them straight up. That over-under is reflecting cold weather. I guess probably reflect a little bit of that Minnesota defense, too. Sitting at 42 right now, Woj. You going to go watch this one? You flying out there to New York? Not flying to New York, but uh, I think I'm rowing the boat in this one. There's a, a couple opt-outs, and I mean, there, there's an absolute ton of transfers and opt-outs from here on out for the rest of the this episode so i'm just going to try to cover some of the major ones uh ryan tucker the running back for syracuse he's opting out that's not a surprise there uh he was their rb1 and then on minnesota's end uh, tanner morgan is still hurt um so you're looking at uh athen climactus uh getting his fourth straight start and he hasn't looked that great but uh big huge transfer portal news from them is both of their starting safeties michael dixon and steven ortez uh, are both transferring so uh that that is a big loss especially in the secondary there well yeah i mean i don't know that tanner morgan would play anyways because i, I know you said I, I don't know how to pronounce his name either Woj. so i will, <laughs> I will digress to what you said but he uh has not been playing awful football in comparison to what morgan was doing you know minnesota is just not that passing football team Woj. they get 181 a game and most of that is just from you know, their rushing game that sets that up and you got to keep the defense honest. You can't run the ball every time. So they pass it and they get some yards that way. So I don't know. It's it's going to be so cold that I don't think passing game is going to be a big part of it anyways. You got Syracuse with 212 yards on the season. Obviously, they pass more than they run. I bet you, have you had more fantasy players from Syracuse over Minnesota throughout the season? What do you think? <laughs> no, I, I think more. I don't know. That's a good question to be I'm, honest, but Minnesota, I'm pretty question. sure. I mean, it's uh, probably the running backs there. Yeah. yeah Ibrahim is pretty much, but I mean, so that, that's, you're, you're making good points there. It's going to be cold. Um, and, and the thing about it is Syracuse isn't a super heavy pass team either. So having that safety loss, maybe isn't that big of a deal, even though they help a lot, a lot in the run D, but um, yeah, I mean, Clementis has got to be able to run the ball like Morgan did though. And I don't think that we've seen him excel at that because it just, it helps, it helps out with them setting up the rest of their runs, having that mobile quarterback where they have to have those threats. So spies and keep those linebackers and ends uh, uh, um, true to their uh, true to the role and not, not cheating or anything. So we'll see. I do like Minnesota in that game though, but we'll move on while we got the cheese at bowl. 
Oklahoma at number 13, Florida State, 4.30 p.m. on ESPN wall. Oklahoma, which I think, have we talked about them throughout the season much at all? No, I mean, but an unranked Oklahoma playing a number 13 Florida State, it's like a flip-flop there of what the ranking typically would be. It, it really is, Woj. And, and if you're looking at the lines, you're looking at Oklahoma getting nine and a half right now at minus 110. So that's the line they're setting over under a 65 and a half plus new 295 on that Oklahoma football team. If you want the Seminoles, you got to drop 360 to make a hundo. I mean, Florida State, they're a team that has surprised me throughout the year. They did better for sure than I thought they would. And one of the things that's really been doing well for that football team is their pass defense. These days, if you can have a pass defense that right now, Woj, passing yards in the nation, they're ranked number two, Florida State is. And that's in the ACC where they do pass the football. So if you can do that this day and age, you can hold offenses, their passing game down, you know, tame them. You can have a good football team. And this Florida State has shown that throughout the year. And I think, I hate to say this, I think they are a fairly decent football team at the end of the season here. Yeah, uh, I would agree. Uh, they don't have the, any real major transfer portals, injuries, or anything. They have a few, but uh, just rotational players. Uh, on the other hand, Oklahoma here, Eric Gray is opting out. On, I guess not a surprise. Theo Weiss is in the transfer portal, although he was a mediocre receiver for him. Uh, but the big ones here are both of your tackles, starting tackles, in Morris and Harrison are opting out. And uh, if I'm the quarterback or running back, I mean, those two are big positions on the offensive line and have both of your offensive tackles out and your RB1. Uh, you're fighting an uphill battle there. Well. You are, and you know how I feel about offensive line. I, I preach to the coach. And I've been saying, I, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I've been saying, how good is that Michigan offensive line? Hey, who's in the playoffs, Woj? So, yes, yes offensive, offensive lines are very important. That could, you know, impact the game, but I don't know that I'd want to go anywhere in this one. I, I enjoy that it's the Cheez-It Bowl, Woj. I'm going to get a bag of Cheez-Its and just sit there and watch it. What do you think? Yeah, I, I mean, you're. I fully agree with you on offensive line. I was thinking about it the other day. Uh, when I was watching the Bears game, and I know it's NFL, but I'm just watching Jalen Hurts and Justin Fields go after it. And Jalen Hurts is a good quarterback and all, but uh, they give up the least amount of sacks out of any team in the NFL. And he, they have the least amount of interceptions. He has the most time. And what is he doing? He's having a career year. So you, you have a good offensive line. You're able to do things like that. You're opening up the run game because your passing game so much easier. Uh, so yeah, having two veteran offensive tackles there, that's, that's a big loss, but we'll move on. we got the Valero Alamo bowl, number 20, Texas Longhorns at number 12, Washington, 8 PM ESPN wall, Texas, the favorite Washington, the dog getting for Washington is plus plus one fifty-five on the money line over under of 67 in this one. We got Washington, Texas game and over under total points of 67. What you going to do some showdown DraftKings sexiness in this one? May I, maybe I will. I, I mean, I, I, I like wash as much as I love the Longhorns. I don't know if I can bet for the Longhorns knowing who's not playing. I mean, Quinn Ewers is get playing, out of here. That. Hudson card is transferring. So uh, hopefully Ewers doesn't get hurt. But both of your star running backs and Bijan Robinson and Roshan Johnson are both opting out, both going to the NFL. On top of that, you're, you're looking at a guy that hasn't hardly done anything, and Johannathan Brooks is going to be your number one guy. Uh, another big, huge loss was uh, 
the Marion Overshow, he's opting out. He was linebacker, all-star linebacker for them. Uh, showed up big in that Alabama game, I remember. They have a couple other uh, just uh, rotational guys. Edge rusher DJ Harris uh, is a big one. And then uh, DB uh, JD Coffey. On the other end, Washington has no one really out. They have a running back that doesn't play that's transferring. Michael Penix is, is playing and returning. Uh, super pumped to play in his first bowl. Because uh, considering uh, Nebraska didn't really quite get there, well, well, did you hear that? Or uh, excuse well, me, Indiana, not Nebraska, Indiana. Well, did you hear that? Uh, we we won't talk about Oregon. We already talked about them in part one, but Bo Nix is coming back too, Woj. So you got some quarterback yeah. firepower next year there in the Pac-12 coming back in this game, which I mean, you know, I'm a Texas boy. I love Texas. You're telling me I didn't know that Orshan wasn't playing. He he's a big part of that defense. You are a hundred percent correct on that, and he did play well in Al- against Alabama. That's why they only. It was a one-point loss. They lost by one yep. to Alabama. So this is these are two football teams. All those things you read off, it really worries me. And it worried me before you read them all off because I was kind of aware of them. But these two football teams, when they are playing their best football, and I've said this probably three times in the year about Texas, I haven't said it about Washington, but I'll include them in that. When they are playing their best football, they can beat any team in the nation 50% of the time. Yep. Any team. Yep. Any team. But the problem is they, they don't play their best football every game. Washington has been as of late in the season. Texas, you know, they they just don't show up every game. And now that they're missing all these players, it really does surprise me with this line sitting at Texas minus four, you know, with all those players missing, I I think it's closer to a pick them. So I'm going to bet Texas, Woj. I have to. I have to bet Texas. I have to bet Iowa in the bowl games. But (laughs) I'm not going to put a full unit on it. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I I would love to bet Texas too. And I I don't know what the odds makers are thinking there. I mean, all the all-star power that, Texas had is is not going to be there in all of Washington and that offensive prowess that they had is there. Uh, I guess the only thing is Washington has been susceptible to the pass. Um, and, and maybe they just think Quinn Ewers pops off here. Uh, they have the whole wide receiver crew uh, in line. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see for sure. That's uh, again, that's Thursday, the 29th. Uh, that's the late game at 8 PM. So we'll move to Friday, the 30th. Uh, well, I think it's one of your favorite bowls. It's the Duke's Mayo Bowl, uh, and they are going to heat up the mail before they put it on the coach this year. From what I heard, they're going to make sure it's not cold, which is very odd, disgusting. But uh, Maryland at NC State, who's number 23 ranked in the nation, 11 a.m. on ESPN. Well, I mean, well, you're talking about basically a pick them right here. Maryland minus one. That's at minus 105 over under a 47 and a half. These, these are two football teams. I'm excited to watch them play. I'm so happy for the coaches that they're going to warm up that mayo, man. I would hate to have cold mayo <laughs> dumped on me because, I mean, if you're getting mayo, what's the point? Of that? Like, what's the difference at that point? But nonetheless, I'm glad you brought that fact up. The rundown loves the show that information that is valuable to our listeners. <laughs> now they know that, but NC state, well, this is a team we were big on at the beginning of the season. Were we not? Yes, I know I was, yes, you were too, yes. I believe, right? Yeah. Eight and four I, in the I, ACC. I bet them to win the ACC. That didn't, uh, that didn't come to pass, but yeah, I As did. did I, I, but yeah. I, I, I believe we both hit on their over under no for the season wins. I believe it. We did they, both hit on that. Yes. It's one of the few that in the ACC we did get right. Yeah, um, you're all over that, but yeah, we were big on that team. I don't know. You know, as they sit right now, eight and four, I don't know that they're as great a team as I thought they were at the beginning of the season, Woj. No, they they looked like that all-around team where they could do everything. Uh, and that usually gets you pretty high. I, I mean, 23 is not high in my regards, it, but it's good, but it's not high. 
Um, yeah, they, they looked like one of those all-around teams and they just couldn't get it done. But this, this, this whole game in general is littered with shit, uh, <laughs> basically. Uh, you have the entire triple or triple-headed monster wide receiving core of Maryland opting out in uh, DMS Copeland and Jarrett. Uh, you have their uh, number one linebacker. Uh, or actually, excuse me, the fourth and tackle, fourth and tackles linebacker in Ahmad McCollum, he is leaving for the transfer portal. And you have uh, Devontae Banks, who is one of the best uh, cornerbacks in college football, opting out. Um, and on our NC State side, they have a slew of people, wide receivers issue over there as well, tight ends issue over there as well. They have QB issues. They don't know who's going to play. Larry is not is in the transfer portal and not going to play. So they have all sorts of uh, crazy things happening over in this uh, Duke's mail bowl, but you know what? Go big 10 wall beat down that NC state. Yeah. Well, I hate to say it. I mean, you, this, this is a, I think the, we always get opt outs. We always get, you know, not played in the bowls, but I think this NIL is really going to amplify that in the bulls and oh, we're, yeah. we're, we're, we're seeing it already right away. And it's, it's unfortunate. Somebody like, you know, Jake, you mentioned, Copeland sitting out, right? Woj, Jacob Copeland, I believe. Yeah, yeah. He he was from Florida. No, he transferred over yeah, there to yeah, Maryland. He transferred year. one one year from Maryland. And he, I mean, he was good, but he wasn't like crazy. But I, I mean, yeah. See, somebody like that, I'm just thinking in my head, like, why is he sitting on a bowl game? He by no means had. I didn't get to watch Maryland play every game this season. I watched him play a few times, but he by no means had a great season. So you know, why is someone like that sitting out? It's just questions come up. But I will say about that Maryland football team, Woj, you're sitting at looking at. Hey, seven and five losses. Four of those losses, Woj, they came to a team in the playoffs or in a New Year's Day bowl. Can you believe that? Yeah. That's yeah. that's incredible. I mean, you're talking about, I don't, I don't know who you said it was that had the toughest schedule in the world in the United States of America last episode. But you look at this Maryland football team, you know, they play, play Ohio State. Michigan, Penn State, Purdue, these are their losses. So, yes, they have five losses, but they lost to really good football teams. Now they're playing NC State. You know, I think they give them a game. I agree that this should be a pick em. Yeah. Uh, I, I want Maryland to win. Loxley, I am not the biggest fan of. I think he loses games he shouldn't lose. But um, I, I think eventually that's going to be a, a swap in coaching. I think he'll be under the hot seat for the most part next year, even though really? it looks like it really? looks like he's been comfortable there for many years. But uh, again, I, I feel like the team that they had should have been able to push further than they did, uh, especially the last couple of years. But uh, I, I'm not just never, never the biggest fan of Loxley, but we'll move on. Uh, Tony, the Tiger Sun Bowl, you got Pittsburgh at number 18, UCLA, 1 p.m. on CBS. Well, well they, one, of the, they one of the few games on CBS here, we uh, were getting out of the ESPN family. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's you don't see very many of them these days that are not ESPN family. So uh, happy to see it, though. You, you know, we like that. We like to see it on different channels to get different commentators, what have you. But in this football game, they painted the field two weeks early. Which, that, that's that's what I want to tell you, because you might not have known that <laughs> two weeks. Early. So what, what, what do they just go out there, paint it? They think that nothing's going to happen to this football field. That's how confident they are in this. It was crazy. I read that article and yeah, they painted the field two weeks early. I guess they got nothing going on over there. But three and a half, plus three and a half Pittsburgh is, plus 145 on the money line. UCLA minus 170, over under a 54 and a half. Not a barn burner, but we're going to get some points, Woj. UCLA, that's a pretty low over under for a team like that. 
throughout yeah, the season. I would agree. Yeah. And I, I think UCLA, I mean, should be a huge favorite here. Keaton Solvis is back in the transfer portal, going somewhere else again. Uh, QB Nick Patty or Nate Yarnell will be the pe- uh, player that gets to start. They haven't made a decision yet. Uh, both of them have combined for 32 passes in their career. So uh, not too great there. Uh, defensive tackle. Kalai Kansi is opting out for the NFL. UCLA, quiet over there. No reports of injuries or anything. Uh, and this is a good team with DTR. I mean, I, throw me the over. Throw me UCLA. I like that bet a lot. Pittsburgh is not that good, and especially not that good without Keaton Solvis. Well, and, and Chip Kelly's been around the block, Woj. If, if they do have players sitting out or whatever, he's got them yeah, hush, yeah. hush. There's no need to tell, you know, your competition what's going on. So we'll see when that game actually comes. And today, man, speaking of UCLA, Jim Mora, UConn, they lost. We're recording this, yeah. game, this on a Monday here, <laughs> on Monday, December 19th. The Connecticut just lost today, unfortunately, to Marshall. For those of you that bet Connecticut, Jim Mora coming over from that UCLA program, he really had UConn on a good path. Good trajectory. Never did well at UCLA. Chip Kelly's yet to prove himself, in my opinion. They had a really good season this year, which people are saying, hey, they, they made played. A, re- Go they ahead, made look. a bowl wall. They made a bowl they made a You're, you're talking about UCLA, but UConn, they made a bowl. No, no, no. I'm talking about UCLA. Yeah, yeah UConn. Yeah, yeah. No, they were above expectations for sure. Without question, Jim Morris, I believe, for his first year there. No, I'm talking about Chip Kelly over there at UCLA. They, 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 they're a, a beyond we made a bowl, you know, they were a potential oh, yeah. playoff football team. Oh yeah. I, the problem though, they had that good offense. They just, they don't have a defense, Woj. They don't have a defense. Defense wins championships. Well, they do. And they bad defenses keep you out of them. So. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Pack Slayer Gator Bowl, the Notre Dame fighting Irish number 21 in the nation at number 19 in the nation, South Carolina, two thirty PM on ESPN. While uh, Notre Dame just keeps playing all these ACC teams all, all year. They should have just stayed in the ACC after all. Whoa. What are you, what are you talking about here? Or, excuse me. About... I'm sorry. This is SEC. This I'm, is I'm, the I'm... one game, the one game a year. They don't play the yeah, ACC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's true. That's true. That's true. Or but, USC, uh, I guess. Yeah, go, so what's the line on this one? Well, I'm interested to hear this one. I haven't even looked at this one for a while. Two and a half. Notre Dame's giving two and a half. They are still the favorite. Minus 135. So if you want to take them on the money line, which if you're taking Notre Dame, that's where I'd go with this one. It's at minus 135. South Carolina to win straight up. Plus 115. Over under a 51 and a half. Very similar to that Pittsburgh UCLA game we just talked about. Normally, if you see a Notre Dame South Carolina and a UCLA Pittsburgh, you think that UCLA Pittsburgh is going to be quite a bit higher, but we're only talking about a field goal difference between these two games, Woj. Yeah. Uh, Drew Payne is in the transfer portal, um, but Tyler Butchner, uh, who started the who started as the starting quarterback uh, for Notre Dame played against Ohio state and played in Marshall, the game against Marshall before he got hurt um, is going to be, looks like he's going to be back for this game and, and he'll play here. Maybe that's what prompted uh, drew pine to transfer, but uh, he wasn't too terrible. He threw two picks in the Marshall game has yet to throw a touchdown pass. I uh, did run into in that Marshall game, obviously didn't do much in the Ohio state game. He did go 10 for 18 for 177 yards, but um, that was their first game and they were playing against Ohio state who is fourth in the nation. So we'll see what happens there. Obviously a big loss with tight end, Michael Mayer, who was their number one wide receivers out. And then uh, the team's leading pass rusher with 12 sacks, Isaiah Frosky, is going to be opting out. 
Um, so we'll see. I mean, Buckner was ha- supposed to have a shoulder or season ending shoulder surgery or shoulder injury, but, uh, looks like he'll be back and playing on the North Carolina side. They are riddled with issues, uh, running back one and two with Marshawn Lloyd, who went to the transfer portal and Christian Bale Smith, who is injured are both out. Uh, Rattler will be playing, which is good because he finished the season really strong. I don't know if you remember that wall said, uh, the Tennessee game. Then I forgot who they played that last game of the season, but they, uh, he, he racked up some, some big, huge numbers. Uh, cornerback Cam Smith is opting out. That's a big blow to them. That's one of the better corners in the country and both tight ends who are really good. Austin Stonger, who came over from Oklahoma with Rattler and then Jeremiah Bell are both transferring as well. Um, they have a few others there that are just rotational players, including some wide receivers that have some injuries and Josh Vaughn and Antonio and Antoine Well. Uh, but uh, this is going to be an uphill battle, I think, here for South Carolina. I think Notre Dame has has quite the edge here, so especially with Buckner coming back, maybe kind of lifts up the team and, and gives them a little uh, little pep there. I don't disagree, which I, I think I'd lean Notre Dame's side. And I mean, people that listen to this podcast regularly, they know I'm somewhat of an Irish fan, so maybe I am biased, but you're given less than a field goal for a lot of the reasons you mentioned. It was Clemson, by the way, Woj, that South Carolina, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. that he, Rattler, he played really well, absolutely out of his mind. They brought up their, you know, passing yards on average over the season to 251 a game, but basically because of that game and the Tennessee game the time before. So, you know, I like Notre Dame in this one, and I like the reason, one of the reasons I like it is because of Marcus Freeman. You know, Notre Dame had a real disappointing year I think as far as what people expected he really needs this bowl win Um, I think Notre Dame will be coached up I think they'll be ready to play this football game and I do think they'll take down South Carolina so I'll probably actually jump on the money line for this one I think I said that but at minus 135 you know what one point game you still you still win your bet so yeah yeah all right well you're extremely excited for this bowl I know already we talked about earlier in the episode Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl, Ohio at Wyoming, 3.30 p.m. That will be broadcast on Barstool. Wall. I don't, I don't even know what Barstool I is. I don't even know I, either. They have their own. It's going to be broadcast on Barstool, maybe streamed from their website or something. I don't know. But uh, we got Ohio at Wyoming, 3.30 p.m. Yeah, I mean, I, I said before, I'm all for everything being off ESPN and not everything on ESPN for that matter. But I don't I don't know about Barstool. They do, they do some scummy stuff over there. I don't respect that sports book by any means. But in this football game, it'll be a good one. Ohio, the Ohio, I told you about, right? The yeah. Ohio, I hope Ohio State doesn't the sue Ohio. me for that trademark. I, I really hope they're not listening to us in this episode. They may sue me for their trademark. But the Ohio is a pick em. Woj, minus 110 on the money line. <laughs> Come on, you are not excited for this even matchup? Yeah, the Barstool made it that way. <laughs> yeah, there you go. They've been jacking the lines up, getting other books to move it, you know, because of arbitrage. I, You might be right, Woj. They made it that way. They tricked us. Yeah, uh, so we're going to have C.J. Harris probably in as the quarterback for Ohio with uh, Rokri still out with a season-ending injury suffered with a couple games left to go. Wyoming has a slew of issues here. Transfer portal and injury, no opt-outs, but they have number running back number one, running back number two, running back number three, and running back number four all not playing in this game. <laughs> Which leaves the, and, and this is a team that has rushed it 62% of the time, which is 13th in the NCAA. Uh, they haven't, ha- don't have another running back on the roster that has taken a snap at the college level. 
so there's that. <laughs> um, they have another injury with uh, their defensive end, who's number three uh, in tackles on the sea on, on the team, in Oma Tosho. I can't. I'm not even sure. Uh, Cobbs uh, is their leading wide receiver, Joshua Cobbs. He is in the transfer portal. Um, in Stone, Cam Stone, cornerback, led the team in interceptions. He is also in the transfer portal. So, uh, Wyoming's have a slew of issues here going into this even matchup. Uh, uh, let's go Ohio, the Ohio wall. Yeah, you're cheering for the Mac. Finally, Woj, give them their respect. I mean, Wyoming, they got all those problems you mentioned, but they, they got another problem. They got blanked by Fresno State, Woj. Yes, yes, 30 I nothing. I mean, we, yes. we come to find out now that Fresno State Bowl game has come to pass. They beat Washington 29-6, but that's a good Fresno State team. But nonetheless, they, they got blanked their last game. So we'll see with all they, that they got going on off the field. And then what they did the last game on the field, I, I don't know. Go Mac. Go Mac in this one. I mean, if you're doing DFS, uh, look for those RB5 and RB6 on Wyoming. Go. That's probably real cheap. You can get there. <laughs> and they run the ball a lot, so they'll probably score some points. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a possibility there. It's open. All right, Capital One Orange Bowl wall. We got the number six, Tennessee, at number seven, Clemson, 7 p.m. ESPN wall. This is hilarious. The the orange <laughs> bowl, right? Yeah. How, how apropos is this, Woj? I mean, you got Clemson and Tennessee, two, two guys that are like closest to orange you can get. I mean, this is going to be great, Woj. I, I think the Capital One really got this one right. Although I don't believe that either one of these teams should be playing in this football game. I think Tennessee and Clemson both kind of lucked out because they're playing each other. And I believe they're both, don't get me wrong, they should be the top 25. But you're telling me these are top 10 football teams? Uh I don't know, but I'll read the lines to you. I'll let you go, Woj. Clemson minus five and a half, minus 230 in the money line, plus 195 on those volunteers. I guarantee you, five weeks ago, you would not be getting 195 for betting 100 on these guys, but you are in this bowl game over under a 63 and a half. All yours, Woj. All right. Hennon Hooker's not playing, injured. Jalen Hyatt is opting out. Cedric Tillman's opting out. Those two are not surprising. And wide receiver Jimmy Galloway, who was a rotational wide receiver, is in the transfer portal. Uh, Joe Milton, uh, remember that gentleman. He was back at Michigan, came into Tennessee, started, and got booted, kicked out about two games in last year to Hendon Hooker, who's been taken over and wowed the nation ever since. Joe Milton is not a great quarterback. He makes mediocre decisions. Um but we'll have to see how he does in this game. It'll be a different offense, not the normal Tennessee offense we're used to. However, the defense is still the same and unchanged, which is terrible. Uh, Clemson, on the other hand, uh, DJ Ungalele is in the transfer portal. Kobe Pace is in the transfer portal. Wasn't their number one. I think he was their number three running back. Uh, defensive tackle Miles Murphy is opting out. That's a big one. Uh, he was really good. Um, and then linebacker Trenton Simpson is opting out. Uh, that is also a biggest one, a uh, big one. But the thing about it is, is the guy that I think should have been starting over DJ is going to get the start here. And I think Clemson's going to have the upper hand with him, especially against this secondary of Tennessee's. And that's Cade Klubnick. Uh, he's getting the start, came in in the second half to relieve DJ after he got sat from a terrible performance in the first half against UNC uh, and went 20 for 24 for 279 yards, a TD and a rushing TD in the second half alone. Uh, so he's not a bad quarterback. I do like him. Uh, we'll see uh, if he can come to uh, – destroy the Tennessee defense like many others have 
throughout the season. And I mean, without those two wide receivers and Hyatt Tillman and no Hennon Hooker to throw it to him or run, uh, I think they have the upper hand here, Wall. I, I don't disagree, Woj. I, I agree with you 100% here. And we talked about, I think it was myself earlier in the year, you know, this Tennessee football team, they were much better than I anticipated they would be on the year. But it's a football team that we mentioned before it happened. And I by no means did I ever want it to happen, but it did come to fruition. Hendon Hooker got hurt. We mentioned that if Tennessee, if Hooker got hurt on Tennessee, Tennessee was no longer a top 10 football team, right? They yeah. they relied on Hooker far too much. So without him, without the guys you mentioned, I really like Clemson in this one. I, I really don't think either one of these teams are a top 10 team though, as they're sitting six and seven right now. Yeah, no, I fully agree with him there. It was a lot of coin flips with Tennessee. Yeah, they have that explosive offense, but that defense is terrible. Clemson's defense is actually fairly good. Their run game has been pretty solid. And uh, with Cape Klubnik in there, I think they get the job done. I think he uh, gives them the edge that DJ was not giving them, and that's not turning the ball over uh, too many times in a football game. All right, well, big day here. We got New Year's Eve, Saturday, December 31st. We're going to start it off with the All-State Sugar Bowl. That's number five, Alabama, at number nine, Kansas State, 11 a.m. on ESPN wall. Well, it's it's opened at Alabama, minus 225. It got bet all the way down to Alabama, minus 155. You could drop 155 on Bama to make 100. And then what happened? (laughs) It got bet right back up, (laughs) minus 225, (laughs) which incredible line movement on this one as it sits right now it's actually at minus 230 it's a little bit above where it opened but on sorry i lost my lost my place here which i was gonna try to give you the over under it was 56 which over under 56 as it stands right now all right um the thing about this is is nick saban came out and said that uh he expects all of his players to play and no opt-outs there is a slew of transfers um but most of the transfers are all rotational people or guys that didn't play um so your bryce's youngs and all them have not opted out yet there is still time to do that (laughs) there still might be some agents in their ear whispering you know you need to opt out right now uh but uh it looks like everyone is playing so far for alabama other than the transfers but again all of those are rotational guys or guys that didn't play so not that big of a deal on kansas state side we don't know if adrian martinez will be back or even if he is healthy enough to play I don't see them sitting Will Howard. Uh, he's been playing extremely well for them at the end of the season. Maybe Martinez comes in for some trickery plays here where he can use his legs. Uh, Malik Knowles is also injured. That's their number one wide receiver in cornerback uh, Bowie Doe. I just wanted to say that name. He's not that <laughs> great of a cornerback. Agoki Bowie Doe is uh, also injured, but uh, I, I, I can't bat against Alabama on this wall. It, as much as they're a bad old team from this year and Kansas state has been showing that they're really good and improving without Adrian Martinez and that edge where you can run the ball. I, I, I like Alabama here. Well, I'm going to take the other side here. And, Ooh, okay. and, and I like it. it. I like it. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm glad we're finally disagreeing. I, I we, could go both ways in that, to be honest, but I, I do like, I love Kansas state, but yeah, I think Alabama's got the edge as long as no opt-outs happen. Well, at minus 155, I, if, you know, I might have bet that if, if I wanted Bama, if I was like you and I kind of leaned a little bit towards Bama, minus 155, that's complete. I mean, we're talking about minus 155 is a 60% chance of winning. You know, minus 225 is a 70% chance. So we're talking about a 10% difference in that move, which is, is huge. That's a huge line move, Boj. And I think they opened it right. I think 
Alabama under a touchdown. I know a lot of people probably expected this to come out, you know, minus 13 and a half, minus 14, right? Alabama given two touchdowns, kind of like a Georgia spread, but no, I mean, this Alabama football team is not the Alabama of the past. And I've had to go many years now because, well, do you know, I just, I don't like to bet against really good football teams. The top three teams in the nation, I don't like to bet against them, except for maybe in the national championship. But I, I avoid that. Alabama is not one of those teams this year. And I really think Kansas State is going to come out. They're going to come out firing. I think Kleiman, Chris Kleiman, their coach over there, he's going to have them ready to go. So I'll probably take the points. You know, I, I hope they win outright. But if they don't, hopefully it's a close game. You know, the points save your butt. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, moving on. Good game here, Wall. We got our Hawkeyes. Transperfect Music City Bowl, Iowa at Kentucky, a rematch from last year, 11 a.m. on ABC, Wall. Well, which I can tell you at the end of this game, they'll be playing some music. They'll be playing in heaven. There, <laughs> there is, no, is beer. no beer. We'll be hearing it, right, Watch, Right, Watch. <laughs> we'll, we'll be hearing it. You know, I always got the music going, too, during the game for the touchdowns and all that. Oh, this is going to be a great. Uh, just I, lo- I love the rematch aspect of this wall. You know, back-to-back years where I was playing an SEC team, getting to play Kentucky. Now now we get to do it again this year. This is going to be awesome. Right, and we just played Auburn a couple of years ago, I think right before yeah. the COVID season took them down. So it's always good to see the SEC Big Ten matchups. And I'm happy to see Iowa playing Kentucky. As it sits right now on the line, Iowa has jumped to the, you know, to the favorite after that Levis news, which I'm sure you'll talk about. Iowa minus two and a half over under. <laughs> Woj, <laughs> you sitting down, Woj? Are you, you sure you're sitting down? I don't, I don't want you to fall yeah. down on the podcast and hurt yourself and sue the, sue the rundown. It's, it's not like 20, is it? It's got to be over that. It, it's, it's over 20, Woj. It's not a lot over 20. It's at 31, Woj. An over-under oh, in a boy. bowl game of 31. Give me the under. <laughs> I love it. Let us out, right? Why not? Let, let us out. This is the, the game of quarterbacks that have yet to take a snap at the collegiate level. You got Joey Labus <laughs> at Iowa who's going to be the starting quarterback is a sophomore. And then you have Dustin Ward, who's also a sophomore from Kentucky and will get his first start. Um, so there you have that. Uh, these are two really good defenses. Uh, Iowa was littered with transfer portal issues. Gavin Williams, their RB one is gone to the transfer portal as well as uh, opting out is Chris Rodriguez, RB one of Kentucky. We already talked about Will Levis is going to be opting out Padilla who was the quarterback for Iowa and backup Spencer Petrus uh, are both in transfer portal. Uh, Petrus wouldn't even be able to play anyways due to injury. Uh, you have uh, another big one in Keegan Johnson, who's going to Kansas State. He was our top wide receiver, uh, if we did have a wide receiver other than <laughs> our tight end. But uh, he'll be in the transfer portal. But, I mean, this is just, you know, a big, big showdown of two schools that have good defenses and, not very good offenses without the pieces that they need from Kentucky, which was Will Levis, and Chris Rodriguez. Wall. Well, our, our, uh, our top receiver was putting on a Boilermaker jersey every game this season, Woj. That's what I'll say yeah. about that. But, yeah. you know, yeah. as, as far as the uh, Charlie Jones I'm talking about on Purdue, obviously, as far as the game, Woj, you know, I, I got it's easy. I will buy 100, right? It's, that's what it is. <laughs> I will buy 100. If they score 100 points, Wall, I mean, I don't know. That's a tough one. <laughs> I wonder what kind of line you get on that. I mean, that's definitely, you know, a milli paycheck at the end of there. Uh, running back Johan, Jutan McCain is uh, going to be taking the place of C-Rod over there in Kentucky. We'll see how he ends up and does. Uh, Iowa always has a 
rotating wheel of good running back. So losing Gavin Williams to the transfer portal is tough, but uh, I'm sure we have plenty others in the background there to uh, keep pounding the ball wall. And we'll see if uh, Joey Labus airs it out. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what uh, Ference's son over there pulls and maybe, maybe we get the Joey Labus show. Yeah, you can. I mean, you can turn your whole season, the how it's portrayed, anyways, by the media and by us and by all the fans. You can turn it around with one win like this. So, yeah, we'll see how they coach this game up. I, I think that Rodriguez, you know, obviously not playing for Kentucky is is the biggest factor for them. It's bigger than any of the factors for Iowa. So, I I, I always respect Chris Rodriguez. I have for the past couple of years. He's a really good football player. It's unfortunate we won't get to play watch him play against Iowa though. Yep. Yep. Two more games on the 31st, but we'll come back to those after we finish the rest of the bowls, considering they are the big ones, Wall, the uh, college football playoffs. But we're going to skip ahead, Wall, since we don't get any games on New Year's Day because of the NFL uh, and it falling on a Sunday. We're going to jump to a Monday, January 2nd, Wall. We got uh, ReliQuest Bowl, number 22, Mississippi State at Illinois, 11 a.m. in ESPN2, Wall. Some sad news in this one, though, however. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's awful news, Woj. It makes you sad. It makes your heart sad. Mr. Mike Leach, the core, the coach over there, former coach, I guess I should say, for Mississippi State, he passed away. Woj had a heart attack, you know, just a couple of weeks ago, yeah. a week ago, as we're recording this, and that's, that's nothing anybody wanted to hear, right? He he was a great, a great person for college football, really was. Yeah, he was uh, really good with the media. Always has been. He was funny. Um, he he was good. He he's led good teams and. Um, I just found out about this. Um, the coach for USC, what's his name? Uh, well, I can't think from, of coming name. over from Oklahoma or a former. Yeah. Coach? Coming from Oklahoma. Uh, Lincoln Riley. Riley. Lincoln yeah. Riley. Yeah. He started his career under Mike Leach um, at Texas tech. When yeah, Lincoln, Riley, yep. Lincoln Riley tried to get on as a walk on and and Leach said, there's no way you're not good enough, but, I'll give you a coaching job if you want. So he actually started his coaching career at Texas tech then as a student and continued on with Mike Leach for a while until now he's become a really good coach and a really good offensive mind, just like Mike, Mike Leach was. So um, he, he's coached a lot of other good uh, coach or had a bunch of good coaches with him that have gone to the NFL one currently in the NFL right now is fighting for a playoff spot. So uh, there are, uh, Lots of things to say about Mike Leach, um, and he, he was good for the sport and good for college football and good for the modern day of how NFL and college both view. Yeah, I mean, we just talked about Iowa and Kentucky. They don't view it like that, but uh, <laughs> how most teams view uh, how to play the college game and, and offense and how it revolves around that. So, um, But we'll move on. We'll talk about this game. Mississippi State uh, is hurt a little bit by the transfer portal, but not much, just most – uh, mostly rotational people. Colin Duncan would be the only big one. He's a safety. It's unclear what he'll be doing. Um, on the other end, Illinois has got none down. Uh, Bielema is pushing for Chase Brown, Sidney Brown, Devin Witherspoon, Quayne Martin, um, who would all be considering opt-outs for the NFL draft. He's trying to get him to play, and right now they have not opted out. So we'll uh, we'll see if he his little uh, charade there works with trying to get them to play. I guess not charade his... Uh, uh, his help for them not getting to play in and, you know, getting one more good game in with Illinois. So uh, it's going to be a good game though. Well, Illinois defense is really good. Uh, as long as Chase Brown plays and uh, the two cornerbacks play and Sydney Brown plays, uh, I think we'll, uh, I think they'll have a, a good fight on their hands here with Mississippi state. 
Yeah. And I'm sure they're, they're probably going to keep with that air raid offense that, you know, Leach brought to that program. And I, I'd, I'd like to see how Illinois matches up against that air raid offense. As it stands right now, Mississippi state is the dog plus one and a half, you know, Illinois is the favorite here. I, out of respect for Mr. Leach, I'm not going to bet this one. If, if I was though, I, I I'd be hammering Illinois. I don't know how a football team, you know, it's, it, that's a tough task to ask anyone to perform after, you know, their coach passes away and, it's only had a week or two to prepare without him. It's, it's just a tough task. So out of respect for him, I will not bet this one here in Illinois. We couldn't bet it anyways. So I get a little bit of a leeway anyways, but I, I think Illinois just beats them in this game. Which... Yep. All right. On to the only bowl that doesn't end in bowl. That's the Goodyear Cotton Bowl classic wall. This is the classic number 16 Tulane at number 10 USC, 11 p.m. on ESPN. Well, it's, it's not famous. Woj. Is it? No, it's it not might be... famous like the Idaho Potato Bowl, but it's classic wall. It's a classic, Woj. And we'll see if it lives up to the hype this year. USC minus two and a half, which is really going to throw some people off. Minus 140 in the money line. <laughs> yeah. Two lane plus 120 over under a 62 and a half. I guess you kind of expect that for this game, no? Yeah. Um, the Caleb Williams is questionable whether a play or not. There's rumors he was battling a hamstring injury. Hasn't done anything like that and if he's healthy if he'll play but uh right now it's it, he's under injury but they said there's a possibility he plays and that's really the only big thing in this entire game uh that they're missing Tulane's got a pretty good defense so we'll see if they can match up first that USC offense uh we know USC's defense isn't that good uh so Tulane might be able to put up some points here uh but just an interesting game a uh, New Year's Day game, a Tulane USC. I don't think I would have ever guessed Tulane being in uh, the Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic. Well, no, I'm happy they are though. I I like to see a good football team. We talked about them last year quite a bit too, and they were good this year. We didn't probably give them enough due this year because they played a very good football schedule. They ranked number 16th in the nation because of it. They earned that, and I'm excited to see them play USC. It really is kind of a mismatch whether Williams plays this game that's a hundred percent what would decide which side I'm betting on I mean you're talking about we 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 know already that he's the Heisman winner right Woj so whether the Heisman winner or not plays that's that's a rather important aspect to a football game so he plays give me USC all day he doesn't play hey I'll probably take the dog Tulane for sure I think I was talking to you two a week ago or so and we were talking about I was watching Caleb Williams and I forgot who they were playing um, oh, he was versus Cameron Rising. And I was just like, it just looked like Cameron Rising was playing a better game there. But you made the good point of being when Caleb Williams is on that field, he changes what USC does. He changes the offense. He, he, he enables his players to do different things. And I guess that's what, why he won the Heisman Trophy. I mean, he, he's good and he enables his team to do different things that they normally wouldn't be able to do well. No, I yeah, I agree. I said it, which you took the yeah, words you right said out of it, my you mouth. Said it, so. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on. We got the Cheez Its Citrus Bowl. Number 17 LSU is at Purdue, 11 p.m. and ABC Wall, the Boilermakers. Woj, come on now. These last, I know everybody wants to talk about the playoff games. These last two games we're going to talk about before the playoff games, these are like a post Christmas gift from the gods, Woj. I am so excited for this one for two different reasons, I guess. For this one, I'm excited to bet Purdue. I'll say it right now, I'm hammering Purdue. I'm going big on Purdue. I love Purdue in this football game. The problem with this, no Jeff Brom, Woj, no Jeff Brom, but you're getting two touchdowns over under 56 and a half. And then you know what I like, Woj. It's bowl season. 
Give me some plus 400 on Purdue. You bet 100, you're getting 400. You know where my money is, Woj. I know where your money is. You're not getting Jeff, but you're getting Brian, his uh, brother, who is the offensive coordinator, is the interim head coach for the bowl game. So you're at least sticking him within the, within the family there, Wall. Uh, Purdue doesn't have any notable people gone. Uh, as far as uh, transfer portals or opt-outs, Corey Trice, the cornerback, is opting out. I guess that is a notable. He was pretty good. Uh, but LSU doesn't have Jaden Daniels. Uh, not going to have Gerard Jennings. Uh, not going to have Jay Ward. Uh, those are huge losses there. They're going to be going with QB2 Garrett Niesmeyer. We've seen him before at LSU back in the day. Uh, not that great of a quarterback. Um, so we'll see. I, I do like Purdue's chances here. They're a run and gun team. We just talked about air raids and they're bringing that to the big 10 and they've successfully done it for the most part. Well, right. And I, I, the reason I like this game even more is because the other side of the football, you mentioned all those players for LSU that are sitting out. Well, guess what? They had those players a couple weeks ago when they played Texas A&M, which you yes, watched that football game. Yes, no, yes. that was out of, and I'm going to say this right now, a hundred percent complete bluntness. That was the worst football game I've seen a football team play on the season. They could not tackle anyone, Woj. And you cannot win a football game if you can't tackle anyone. It was a pathetic showing by the defense. And that's the reason I really like Purdue in this one, because LSU looks so bad in that A&M game, Woj. They look so bad. Yeah. I, I just like the 400 plus 400 number. You're getting unranked Woo! Purdue playing <laughs> LSU, who was just in the SEC championship game. Man, well, big one for the Big Ten there if they can pull that out and win it. Another Big Ten bash here. Well, the Rose Bowl. Can't forget about the Rose Bowl game. I was wrong. Rose Bowl has Rose Bowl game in it. Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic isn't the only one that doesn't end in bowl. We got number 11 Penn State at number 8 Utah, 4 p.m. in ESPN Wall. I guess that's what they do for the OGs, Woj. They, they don't end in both. The old Gs, they don't end in both. But this, they call it the granddaddy of them all. Well, it's right here. This, this, this is the granddaddy of them all. This is the game on the season. That Tennessee-Alabama game, man, that was hyped. And I enjoyed watching it. I, would look, I was hyping it up myself. This is the game I am most looking forward to on the season. I want to watch these two football teams play, Woj. I want to watch them play. Yeah, what about gonna- you? It's I, I'm excited too. Uh, there's only one big, huge opt-out here on the Penn State side, and that's Joey Porter Jr., the lockdown corner for Penn State. On the other side of the ball here, we have uh, Trevon Thompson, the running back for Utah, although they have multiple backups just like Iowa does. Uh, Dalton Kincaid, who didn't play in the uh, championship game, or I think he got hurt, maybe played a little bit. That's their all-star tight end, who is kind of like a Michael Mayer of Notre Dame. He's a do-it-all kind of guy. And then their corner, Caleb Phillips III, is opting out for the NFL draft for Utah. Man, this is going to be a solid game. Uh, it's uh, I think Penn State is going to struggle here. It's going to be tough, but uh, Utah is a really good, complete football team. I think these, both of these teams are pretty complete football teams. Uh, just coming from different conferences to see a matchup, that'd be pretty, it's going to be pretty exciting to see. It is. And we're talking about the two best, in my opinion, the two best conferences on the year, the Pac 12 and the Big 10 matching up and two of the best teams out of them. So, you know, Utah minus two in this one. They are the favorite right now, minus 130 in the money line, plus 110 if you want to take the Nittany line straight up over under a 52. I think that Penn State, they need to get plus yards on the runs, Woj. They need to get plus yards. They need to establish a run game. Give Clifford time. You give a man like that with experience like that time to throw the football, 
to pick apart the defense. I really think that Penn State pulls away with this win. If they don't, if they cannot establish a run game against that tough upfront Utah defense, Penn State's going to have trouble. I think Utah comes home with this one. But where I'd lay my money, I'd probably just take the dog in this one. You're getting plus two points on an even matchup football game, in my opinion. That's where I'd go. But I'm more excited to watch this football game. I can't wait. Well, I cannot wait for January 2nd at 4 p.m. It's the end of a decade for Sean Clifford, Wall. This is his the last end of a game decade. in college football. <laughs> end of a century, more <laughs> like. Yeah, he's he's been there forever, Woj. Yeah, holy shit, this is it. This is the last we'll see of Sean Clifford in yeah, college football. Year. Yeah, well, yeah, but uh, <laughs> man, it's crazy. Uh, he is playing. I'm playing though. Uh, good for him. Uh, he's played a lot of college football in his career. Yeah. But we'll move on. We have the college football playoff semifinals we got the verbo fiesta bowl number three tcu playing number two michigan 3 p.m on espn wall well it's, it's come down to that time right we we know who the four best teams in the nation according to the college football playoff committee who the four best teams in the nation are we're gonna see who shows up michigan well it's, I've been talking about them all year from the beginning. I mentioned it once already in this podcast. Why do I like Michigan, Woj? Because of their offensive line and defensive line. Because of their offensive line. Defensive line, too. I will say that. Offensive line, main reason. And that's the main reason they're giving eight points to this good football team in TCU. They're sitting minus 305 on the money line, plus 255 if you like the Horn Frogs to upset them straight up over under a 58. Well, it's this TCU football team. It's a team that everybody throughout the season has been trying to put down, but they've just kept winning aside from their last game. Yeah. Uh, yes. This is an uphill battle for TCU for sure. <laughs> they are going to have to play against the line. Like we talked about defensive and offensive line. That is just next level. They have not seen anything like the likes of Michigan. Uh, Michigan just needs to play safe and do their thing. And their thing is Donovan Edwards. Blake Corm is, is still injured, not going to play, likely going to probably opt out for the NFL draft, but uh, he is riddled with injury anyways, can't play. Everyone else uh, is just rotational guys, except defensive tackle Maisie Smith, who has a hearing for felony gut charges two days before the game, but the school is confident the charges will be dropped uh <laughs> I don't know felony gun charges drop but the school's confident and he's confident and their lawyers are confident file charges will be dropped so he'll play obviously if he is found guilty then he will not play uh but he is a big part of that defensive line um this is going to be a super uphill battle i mean you're talking donovan edwards here this is this is the man the man that's coming for Blake Corm has been the backup all year, but has come in against Ohio State and Purdue to score 39.5 fantasy points and 28.9 fantasy points in back-to-back games, going for over 200 almost in both of them, averaged over 200 in both of them. In over, over averaging in those two games, over eight yards per attempt, which is nuts. Um that that's great news. Uh, Donovan Edwards is doing good. Michigan's doing good, but I mean, I don't understand how you don't do good uh, with a line like that. Well, I think this is uh, Michigan all day. Well, you, you, you're averaging eight yards, you know, 
per carry. There's a reason for that. It's because no one is touching you until you get to the second level of the defense. And why is that? And I hate to keep harping on because it's because of the offensive line. But yeah, I, I'm I'm happy in this one, Woj. You know, I got Michigan plus two thousand mentioned it here in the podcast. So I'm deciding how much I want to hedge out on this. You know, I'd have to take TCU at plus two fifty five, hedge out a little bit. But man, minus two thousand on Michigan to win the Natty, Woj. You got to be happy if you got that ticket, right? Yeah, you got to be happy. All right, on to the last semifinal game, the Chick Fil A Bowl, Chick Fil A Peach Bowl. Uh, number four, Ohio State at number one, Georgia, 7 p.m. on ESPN. Man, it would be nice to see a Big Ten national championship game, but Ohio State has the work cut out here for him with their uh, this Georgia uh, defense and lines. Well, you just talked about the lines. Georgia's got good ones, too, and, and Michigan just beat the shit out of Ohio State lines. So I, I think Georgia is in for a treat here. Yeah, well, they're looking, looking their lot, looking their lips, always looking their chops, as they say. I, I mean, Georgia. Yes, you're right. They, they. If anybody's line can compare to Michigan's in the nation, it is Georgia. There's a reason they're ranked number one in the nation. But this spread, Woj, it's less than a touchdown right now. You got Georgia minus six and a half, minus two sixty on the money line, plus two twenty. You're a Big Ten fan. You like those Buckeyes plus two twenty, getting two twenty, bet a hundred. Over under of sixty two, Woj. You know this Georgia football team. They score. What do they score? 14 in the first quarter, 14 in the second quarter, 14 in the third quarter, 14 in the fourth quarter. They're just very <laughs> consistent football team, and that's why they're playing in the playoffs, I think, Woj. Yeah. Uh, notable injuries here uh, in transfer portals. Um, there's no transfer portal inf- information of any notable people, but you have uh, injuries to both uh, Trevon Henderson, the running back from Ohio State, who is likely going to opt out. There's no chance he plays. Mine Williams. Uh, is who did play against the, in that Michigan game is hurt. Uh, unclear whether he'll be ready to go for this game. Uh, Jackson Smith Najigba, uh, the wide receiver for Ohio State, is injured and likely going to be opting out. There's no chance he plays in this game. Um, and on Georgia's side, you have the wide receiver, Lad McConkley, who's injured, possibly could play. There's reports out there where he looked like he was practicing uh, for the bowl game. So uh, not sure they're really unclear. Obviously, coaches are keeping that. It's the college football uh, playoff uh, semifinal, so you want to keep that on the down low as much as possible. But like you talked about with the line and Donovan Edwards uh, getting to that secondary, secondary, and Ohio State had no answer for it. Um, so I feel like if Georgia just continue doing what you know Michigan already did to Ohio State, uh, they'll be fine. Uh, they're going to win this game. Uh, Ohio State just doesn't have that firepower that they used to, but it is Ohio State. We've seen crazier things that get better as the year goes on. So uh, maybe they shore up their mishaps against Michigan. This is going to be a similar fight, similar kind of team, uh, and, and they take it to Georgia and uh, and beat them, which would be which would be good for Ohio State and the Big Ten. But I just don't think it's likely. Well, that'd be huge for the Big Ten if they do that. Right now, they have futures bets on. The occurrence happening. Michigan is the underdog. They're the dog. They're getting a full field goal against Ohio State in what would be a rematch of the national championship. So I'm I'm excited to watch these, this football game, both the playoff football games. Real excited for that Penn State Utah game. But man, Woj, what a great college football season we've had. Yes, thank you all for listening. Um, it, it's fun having you guys out there, especially interacting. And uh, we've been doing the the uh, sports betting intel did the bowl 
uh, confidence bowl pick, and I saw a lot of uh, our people in there, which was cool to see. Uh, enjoyed the DraftKings League. Maybe we'll do one of the bowls coming up. Uh, keep your eyes peeled for that. Notification will go out if you're in the league. Um, but thank you for listening. Thanks, Wall, for, for hosting with me. Woj, thank you very much, and I look forward to taking you down in the SBI <laughs> College Football Confidence Pickup. May the best man win, Woj. May, may the best man win. I think I'm winning right now by, hey, by, hey. by one position, but I'm winning. It's early. It's early, baby. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. You can catch us on Twitter at WWCFB. Our Instagram's college underscore football underscore rundown. Our website, which you can get all our podcasts and information and contact me and Kyle on, is collegefootballrundown.com. Thanks again for listening, everybody. I'm Woj. I'm Walt. And this was the College Football Rundown. We're out. <laughs>